Hello and welcome back to the Uncultured Podcast. If you didn't already know, this is just a little project we're going to be expanding on in the next few months with interviews from some of our favourite artists and friends of Uncultured. Checking in to talk about music, some of their inspirations, their creative processes and different topics that are meaningful to them. This week's episode features iconic producer and artist Miniskirt. Welcome to the Uncultured Podcast, Miniskirt. How are you going? I'm great, Corey. How are you? I'm going pretty good. It's fucking absolutely pissing down here in Brisbane. So Is it? Yeah, mm. it's fucking cold as fuck. But it's nice. I can't well, complain. Met- I'd rather it be <laughs> hot. Yeah. I don't think Melbourne's any better, so... Is it raining there? Is it hot there? It's like, it was hot and then it was cold and now it's hot again and windy, so... Yeah, that's Melbourne. Loving the Australian weather at this time of year. Yeah, of course. So, for people who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what type of music you make? Okay, so... I'm a producer slash artist from Melbourne, Australia. I make like discount hyperpop and I've worked with some cool people and I take ages to release a song. And that's basically all everyone has to know, I guess. (laughs) So like every single episode now, everyone's like, we've had like a few people from this all different sort of aspects of hyperpop. when you say like discount hyperpop, how would you describe the sound? I don't know. Like I, I usually just open up Ableton and I just have like a really, really simple project like set up. I use like the stock um, wavetable and everything. So I guess like hyperpop is sort of defined by those like squarey sort of synths and, and, and really bright sounds. So that's kind of what I do, but there's like a, a bit of a mini skirt twist to it. It's nothing too special, but obviously I think it sort of differs from hyperpop a little bit, which is why I don't really call myself a hyperpop artist. Um, But yeah, it definitely has some influence. Yeah, I feel like, and most things these days, like cross-genre, so it's probably... Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't even know whether the term hyperpop is like loosely even like just one thing anymore. There's like so many versions of it. It's like... Insane. It's hard to keep up with, but <laughs> yeah, of course, everyone's doing their own thing now. I think, which is good. Yeah, it's good because there's so many different like genres coming out of nowhere. Yeah, of course. So you're from Melbourne, and you guys have suffered like the longest lockdown of any place in the world. So how did you adapt and cope with the strain of lockdown, being an artist? Um. To be honest, I didn't actually mind it. Like I I sort of stopped working and I had more time to work on music. And usually when I'm working with people or just working by myself, I'm I'm just doing it all from home anyway. So like, I'm I'm not really like hitting the studio or anything. So for me, like adapting to the lockdown was was pretty straightforward. Um, But I guess what I was missing out on was like, you know, having people perform live and I, I sort of had this headspace where I didn't want to do anything just because you know I was doing the same thing every day and I I took like a massive hiatus from music and I'm still sort of recovering from that so I don't know I think it has its benefits but at the same time like it, I'm sure like a lot of people were struggling like with creativity 
and you know just trying to get the, the flow right but yeah i don't know i, I just I, i'm kind of used to it at this point now so i'm feeling a lot better about music yeah um and like i mean obviously like you said you didn't mind um the whole lockdown i feel like a lot of things possibly that couldn't have happened have happened because of lockdowns and stuff so i mean uncultured for one would not be a thing if it wasn't for yeah of course yeah when it comes to making music who and what do you think inspires you um well the reason why i got into music was just because like one of my friends was was really 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 like into music um his name's ari i don't know if anyone has heard of him but that sounded mean uh, you guys have heard of him he, he co-produced melody um but yeah i started making music just because of him i guess and like i was listening to some really cool artists like 93 feet of smoke and like whenever i'd listen to music in the car i just imagine myself like as if i produced that and i, I don't know it just kind of it made me feel good so yeah i guess i just really wanted to get into that sort of sphere and be able to have some like agency with like the sounds i wanted to make and the music i wanted to put out and like slowly like i've only been making music for like three four years but uh slowly like i've learned to like you know uh make certain sounds and like how to incorporate like all these different ideas into it like a physical tangible sort of product um so yeah that's kind of been like my goal this whole time and i'm like it feels good being able to to do that um but yeah my friend definitely put me on a music like he's he's inspired me from the start we're still making music together like so shout out to ari shout out to my my friend harry yeah okay what's the typical process for you when it comes to making a song oh it's pretty straightforward like i i sort of have like this default ableton set up and like i always start with like a melody first or the instrument first and then it's just like the beat and then it's the vocals like people tell me that i work pretty fast but really like my my structure is just so simple you can't really mess it up yeah um do you i because i this is a question that's come up a lot in the podcast episodes um are you more of a person that will produce a beat first and then write on the beat or would you like write and then produce for the writing or the melody i i like always produce first and then write because i find it easier to write and like sort of work off the progression of the beat yeah whereas like if i've got vocals i don't want to have to retract just because like i had a different idea and then like work off that i just think it's a lot easier when you have like something solid to to base your vocals off yeah definitely because i know holiday she said she prefers um like writing beforehand and then producing which is crazy I, I, really? I just don't That's think I interesting. Do that. I don't think I could ever do that. I guess it kind of guides your production, but like I don't have the brain cells for that, so I, I just do it my way. Yeah. <laughs> You've recently produced for Dane and Sora. Do you find the world of producing for other artists different to producing for your own music? Yeah, I think there's a lot more pressure to to work with other artists because, like even though they're still coming to you for a certain style, like you have to really curate your beats and um, like make something that complements the artist. So whenever I have to work with someone, you know, as cool as Dane or Sora or whatever, I kind of shit myself a little bit because I'm like, okay, I have to do something better than uh, <laughs> this track or this track. And like, I, you know, I can't waste their time. 
so I, I think it's it's really really different because I'm sort of more like easygoing with the stuff I produce for myself because it's just whatever but when I'm with these artists that you know make their living off this uh, like I absolutely shit bricks I'm gonna be honest <laughs> yeah so here's a big here's a big question if you could work with anyone anyone in the world who would it be and why oh I really, really, really want to work with like Ollie Sykes or Igloo Ghost. Like I think Igloo Ghost right now is one of the best producers out. Like, and Ollie Sykes is just a crazy, crazy, crazy talented individual. So I, w- I would kill for that opportunity, all those opportunities. Yeah. Well, we'll have our fingers crossed that we can hear something with either of those people i hope so oh my god i feel like because of covid and stuff so much more stuff as possible for anyone yeah because you can just reach out to someone and and make a hit just you know without even leaving your room now which is crazy i mean you could do it before but now like it's it's more it's more modernized and yeah yeah of course to be like you need to come to the studio i can't we're in lockdown yeah exactly i'll just send you these stamps go crazy so the music industry can be a dark and confusing place especially in australia for any experimental artists if you could change one thing about the industry what would it be and why i think artists need to like unionize because as it stands like most artists don't have a lot of leverage when like they're trying to enter a deal or a contract or whatever because you know if a major label approaches you you don't really have the leverage to say like, oh, I want these terms to be changed or I want this to be changed or I want things this way. Like, I think the power is a huge power imbalance when it comes to solo artists, especially without management and these like huge labels, even smaller labels. So like, I don't know. I just think like we all have to like band together and unionize and fight for our rights and have some more like uh, agency and leverage when it comes to like making these deals because like a lot of people historically have just been fucked over by their contracts and their labels so yeah yeah and i feel like in australia it's a whole nother level because there's not it's not like you can there's no ground here for experimental yeah yeah of course because the general public and radio just doesn't care they don't want to know about it yeah i mean it's just like skags sticky Um, fingers-esque surf rock like i don't know yeah <laughs> it's a lot yeah <laughs> so you've released two songs so far melody and play dumb do you have any upcoming projects you're working on or songs that you're going to release soon i do i've got a few songs that have just been sitting in the vault like i i produce like 20 30 songs and i only drop like one of them but I definitely have some things planned. I want to plan another music video as well. And since COVID has sort of eased a bit here, I think I have that opportunity. So like maybe the next month or so, I'll have something else for people to listen to. I hope, no promises. Yeah. Well, I'll be looking forward to hear. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. See, today is just not- You've been busy, that's fine. I'm gonna have to go like edit this You've been grinding. I have to go edit this all. Um, I have to edit all my responses. I sound like I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. You're doing great. What are your top three favorite artists? And what are your top three favorite albums of all time? 
top three favorite artists currently. Um, Dane, of course. Um, Lonely Spec, they're absolutely killing it. Um, and oh, I like Corbin. I like Corbin's new album. And my top three albums would be uh, Corbin's Mourn. Um, oh God, this is hard. I like the DNG Blade you gotta album. Think, you gotta think. You gotta think really good. Well. I know. I, I don't want to upset people. Like, what albums were like inspiring you when you were like young? What did you like put on oh, the car? Let me let me check this out. Hang on. I gotta research myself. Um. Oh, okay, okay. Um, Sepaternal, the BMTH album. I I absolutely played the the fuck out of that. Oh god. Yeah. So that mourn, and I don't know if this counts as an album, but ninety three feet of smoke's twenty sixteen like pack compilation thing where he's got all, like his old tracks. Like I was listening to that sort of just before I started making music and it really, really inspired me. Um, so yeah, I, I think that deserves to go on the top three. So here's just like this one, this one's a, like a random question. I'm just gonna like think of it, just sort of thought of. When you make music, like um, do you have like a vision behind the music like as you're making it? Cause like for me, I'll normally have like an idea like, so I'll, I'll be like, oh, I want to write a song about bimbos. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm picturing in my head. I'm like, oh, I want to have the cover or the visual of this album um, to be like a playboy, big tits, mm. whatever. And then like, it sort of comes into when I'm writing the song or producing the song, those sort of ideas from like the references come into the song. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, like I I guess uh, no, no. It's a, a good question. question. It's a good that question. I think most of the time I'm just like I'm making stuff, and I just hope something comes out of it. Because like I, I sort of I'm really struggling with writing lyrics and stuff now, so I don't really have like a motif or a theme to really run on. So usually like like once a day I'll spend like 20 minutes in Ableton, and if I can't think of a melody, I just close a project and, and do something else for the rest of the day. So I don't know. Most of the time I'm just sort of winging it um like sometimes i might like sing a melody and like convert that to a midi and and work off that if you know like something comes to my head and i can't really translate it directly but besides that like 90 percent of what i do is just absolutely winging it and then i'll i'll deal with like you know making it a sort of polished sound down the road yeah i feel like 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 I was mentioning before, everyone has their sort of like ways that they do songs. So it's just, you know, it's just how people's brains work and it makes people yeah, unique. Of course. Um, especially in the experimental world, because, you know, the mainstream pop and mainstream music is just copy and paste this, that, like the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think that's why I like. Like, I don't, I'm trying to think, I don't listen to any fucking mainstream artists. Like, I just don't. I think just the mainstream world is very boring. Yeah, I mean, there are a lot of very, very, very talented, like, young individuals making music right now. Mainstream artists? Well, 
look at artists like JHL, like they're absolutely killing it. Oh, I guess producers, like the sound design, everything yeah. they're doing is is crazy, and they're still so young. Like there's just so much room for talent at the moment, and like I think it's a lot easier for people to get exposed to new artists. So, I mean, like yeah, everyone has their way of of making music or producing or whatever, and for most people, like it, it it definitely works out. Like there's not there's no textbook that you have to follow for producing. I think just do whatever comes natural and you sort of streamline your own work and your process. And then suddenly like, you know, you can write an album like a week and it, and it's going to be like the craziest thing ever. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, I guess that's with all art though, too. Like just, there's no rules, especially now, since I feel like we've got COVID to thank for opening up these walls. Like, I feel like the gates were opened by people like Charlie and Sophie and um, 100 Gex. Yeah, of course. Um, and then COVID came and then everyone just has all this free time on their hands. So there's been a lot of like people that, oh, you know, now that I, you know, can't go out of the house and do anything, maybe I'll, you know, start making some music or doing... Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day music's like a form of self-expression like a lot of my friends that produce or make music ever since lockdown like they just haven't been able to write anything you know they can't really produce anything so i think it just sort of proves like uh yeah like a lot of people make music just to express some sort of feeling you know that that they, they want to share with the world and when you're locked inside all day or like you know for months on end you sort of run out of ideas because you know, nothing's really driving you to make music. At least that's that's what happened in my case. But yeah, I think a lot of people are just really trying to have their voices heard and they're doing really, really cool things. Um, yeah, yeah. Fuck mainstream music. Like this is the yeah. the discount hyper-hop renaissance. Future. Yeah. <laughs> it's the future. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on the Uncultured Podcast today, Mini Skirt. We hope you had a great time. It is my pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity and I hope everyone enjoyed that.